0: Story 17 of L.M. Montgomery short stories, from 1902 to 1903. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Joyce Couch. Lucy Maud Montgomery short stories, 1902 to 1903, by Lucy Maud Montgomery. THE OSBORNES' CHRISTMAS Cousin Myra had come to spend Christmas at the firs, and all the junior Osbornes were ready to stand on their heads with delight. Darby, whose real name was Charles, did it. Because he was only eight, and at eight you have no dignity to keep up. The others, being older, couldn't. But the fact of Christmas itself awoke no great enthusiasm in the hearts of the junior Osborne's. Frank voiced their opinion of it the day after Cousin Myra had arrived. He was sitting on the table with his hands in his pockets and a cynical sneer on his face. At least, Frank flattered himself that it was cynical. He knew that Uncle Edgar was said to wear a cynical sneer, and Frank admired Uncle Edgar very much and imitated him in every possible way. But to you and me, it would have looked just as it did to Cousin Myra, a very discontented, an unbecoming scowl i'm awful glad to see you cousin myra exclaimed frank carefully and your being here may make some things worthwhile but christmas is just a bore a regular bore that was what uncle edgar called things that didn't interest him so that frank felt pretty sure of his word nevertheless he wondered uncomfortably what made cousin myra smile so queerly why how dreadful she said brightly. I thought all boys and girls looked upon Christmas as the very best time in the year. We don't, said Frank gloomily. It's just the same old thing year in and year out. We know exactly what is going to happen. We even know pretty well what presents we're going to get, and Christmas Day itself is always the same. We'll get up in the morning, and our stockings will be full of things, and half of them we don't want, Then there's dinner. It's always so pokey. And all the uncles and aunts come to dinner, just the same old crowd every year, and they say just the same things. Aunt Desda always says, Why, Frankie, how you've grown! She knows I hate to be called Frankie. And after dinner, they'll sit around and talk the rest of the day, and that's all. Yes, I call Christmas a nuisance. There isn't a single bit of fun in it. Said Ida discontentedly. Not a bit, said the twins, both together, as they always said things. There's lots of candy, said Darby stoutly. He rather liked Christmas, although he was ashamed to say so before Frank. Cousin Myra smothered another of those queer smiles. You've had too much Christmas, you Osbornes, she said seriously. It has palled on your taste. "'as all good things will if you overdo them. "'Did you ever try giving Christmas to somebody else?' "'The Osbournes looked at Cousin Myra doubtfully. "'They didn't understand. "'We always send presents to all of our cousins,' said Frank hesitatingly. "'That's a bore, too. "'They've all got so many things already. "'It's no end to bother to think of something new.' "'That isn't what I mean,' said Cousin Myra. "'How many Christmases do you suppose those little Rowlands down there in the hollow have? Or Sammy Abbott with his lame back? Or French Joe's family over the hill? If you have too much Christmas, why don't you give some to them?' The Osbornes looked at each other. This was a new idea. "'How could we do it?' asked Ida. Whereupon they had a consultation.' Cousin Myra explained her plan, and the Osbornes grew enthusiastic over it. Even Frank forgot that he was supposed to be wearing a cynical sneer. "'I move we do it, Osbornes, said he. "'If father and mother are willing,' said Ida. "'Won't it be jolly?' exclaimed the twins. "'Well, rather,' said Darby scornfully. "'He did not mean to be scornful. "'He had heard Frank saying the same words in the same tone,' and thought it signified approval. Cousin Myra had a talk with father and mother Osborne that night, and found them heartily in sympathy with her plans. For the next week, the Osborne's were agog with excitement and interest. At first, Cousin Myra made the suggestions, but their enthusiasm soon outstripped her, and they thought out things for themselves. Never did a week pass so quickly, and the Osborne's never had had such fun, either. Christmas morning there was not a single present given or received at the firs, except those which Cousin Myra and Mr. and Mrs. Osborne gave to each other. The Junior Osbornes had asked that the money which their parents had planned to spend in presents for them to be given to them the previous week, and given it was without a word. The uncles and aunts arrived in due time, but not with them was the Junior Osborne's concern. They were the guests of Mr. and Mrs. Osborne. The Junior Osbornes were having a Christmas dinner party of their own. In the small dining room, a table was spread and loaded with good things. Ida and the twins cooked that dinner all by themselves. To be sure, Cousin Myra had helped some, and Frank and Darby had stoned all the raisins and helped pull the homemade candy. And all together, they had decorated the small dining room royally with Christmas greens. Then their guests came first all the little Rolands from the hollow arrived seven in all with very red shining faces and not a word to say for themselves so shy were they then came a troop from french joes four black-eyed lads who never knew what shyness meant frank drove down to the village in the cutter and brought lame sammy back with him and soon after the last guest arrived little tilly mather who was miss rankin's orphan asylum girl from over the road everybody knew that Miss Rankin never kept Christmas. She did not believe in it, she said, but she did not prevent Tilly from going to the Osbornes' dinner party. Just at first, the guests were a little stiff and unsocial, but they soon got acquainted, and so jolly was Cousin Myra, who had her dinner with the children, in preference to the grown-ups, and so friendly the Junior Osbornes, that all stiffness vanished. What a merry dinner it was, what peals of laughter went up, reaching to the big dining-room across the hall, where the grown-ups sat in rather solemn state. And how those guests did eat and frankly enjoy the good things before them! How nicely they all behaved, even to the French Joes! Myra had secretly been a little dubious about those four mischievous-looking lads, but their manners were quite flawless. Mrs. French Joe had been drilling them for three days, ever since they'd been invited to de Christmas dinner at the big house. After the merry dinner was over, the Junior Osbournes brought in a Christmas tree, loaded with presents. They had bought them with the money that Mr. and Mrs. Osborne had meant for their own presents, and a splendid assortment they were. All the French Joe boys got a pair of skates apiece, and Sammy a set of beautiful books, and Tilly was made supremely happy with the big wax doll. Every little Roland got just what his or her small heart had been longing for. Besides, there were nuts and candies galore. Then Frank hitched up his pony again, but this time into a great pung sleigh, and the Junior Osbornes took their guests for a sleigh drive, chaperoned by cousin Myra. It was just dusk when they got back, having driven the Rolands and the French Joes and Sammy and Tilly to their respective homes. "'This has been the jolliest Christmas I ever spent,' said Frank emphatically. "'I thought we were just going to give the others a good time, "'but it was they who gave it to us,' said Ida. "'Weren't the French Joes jolly?' giggled the twins. "'Such cute speeches as they would make.' "'Me and Teddy Roland are going to be chums after this,' announced Darby. "'He's an inch taller than me, but I'm whiter.' "'That night Frank and Ida and Cousin Myra,' had a little talk after the smaller Osbournes had been hailed off to bed. "'We're not going to stop with Christmas, Cousin Myra,' said Frank at the end of it. "'We're just going to keep on through the year. We've never had such a delightful old Christmas before.' "'You've learned the secret of happiness,' said Cousin Myra gently, and the Osbournes understood what she meant. End of The Osbournes' Christmas